Hello and welcome to Dan and Dara Doability. This is episode 6. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Uh, you can get us on Facebook at Dan and Dara Doability. Uh, you can get us on Instagram and Twitter at Dan and Dara Doability as well. And if you want to drop us a line, uh, you can get us at Dan and Dara Doability at gmail.com. So if there's anything you want us to cover, um, you can find us there. Dan, coming up today, we are going to be talking about the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Yeah, that's coming up on uh, Monday, December 3rd. Just around the corner. And we are also going to be having a look back at something we recorded at the Disabled Drivers Motor Show. Yeah, I had the opportunity to talk with Marie Nolan from Tala back at the uh, Disabled Drivers Motor Show um, in the RDS in September. Uh, And Marie uses a mobility scooter to get around and I had a chat with her and I asked her um, about the importance of her mobility scooter in her daily life. Okay, here we go. Hello, good afternoon. My name is Marie Nolan. I'm a 64-year-old female living in the Tala area and I'm very privileged to be here today in the Ballsbridge area for the motor show and the mobility show. I'm talking to two lovely gentlemen. One is named Dan and he's from the IT college in Tala. And you asked me would I be able to tell him about myself as a disabled female and to be able to talk about why I'm so important to have a scooter in my life. So... Marie, what what kind of independence would having a scooter give to you uh, on a daily basis? Well, Dan, I wouldn't have to wait around on buses. And if I see a lady with children, it means I have to step back and let the lady with the child on the bus if it's a cold afternoon. And then I have to go along and maybe wait for the next bus, where if I had my scooter, I'd be able to get up in the morning, get showered, have my breakfast, get on my scooter and on my bike. Like, I'd be in my granny's, to be honest with you, Dan, because it'd give me a great sense of independence and it would also take away this uh, disability that I got by the cause by a drunk driver. 34 years ago, I was a victim of a drunk driver and I'm definitely paying for it today. I've lost my mobility. My dancing days are over. I have to wear special shoes by the orthopedic footwear. I have to wear surgical stockings. Is there anything else? So I suppose it would give you less restriction. There would be less immediate restriction with the scooter. It would just allow you to live your life according to you. Yes, it would indeed, Dan. If I had a scooter, I would be very, very independent. I would be able to go into the supermarket. I would be able to pick up my shopping, place my bag underneath my feet and turn the key in my scooter and drive home and drive back out to do my shopping the following day. I would be so independent and I don't see why the HSE don't look at a situation like this and realise, now it's the same with... um, my obesity, let's say if I suffer with obesity and I'm waiting to go to a clinic, if my doctor was to see that beforehand, it would have fitted the situation where if I had a scooter 30-something years ago, I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in today. I'm walking along the paths or in a very bad condition and I'm sure you see it yourself being a wheelchair user. So they should make it more um, acceptable for people like us. I completely agree and I think listening to your story about the buses I know from my perspective if I'm waiting for a bus and then they turn up 
and there's no more spaces left it can be very frustrating and you'd want to kind of speak up and say this is you know unacceptable have you had any encounters with like where you've kind of spoken up so to speak about you know this is kind of unacceptable well that's happening very shortly now because dublin bus has been taken over by a new company and our buses are not coming into our estate so it means we're going to have to walk down to an area like Kiltipper or Old Bond to get a bus to take us to the square and then from the square into Trinity College which means we're going to be left standing in the middle of winter elderly, disabled, mobility is going to really really suffer and this is where if people had scooters they could just get up and take off Yeah 100% and I... I heard recently about a new, um, there's a possibility of a new legislation coming in about uh, people who use buggies in wheelchair spots on on buses getting fined. Um, but I, I'm just interested to see your your perspective on that. Like, do you think it would? Do you think that would have a positive impact, or do you think it will just remain the same? Or well, to be honest with you, Dan, I think it would be very important because it would tell us that there is certain things we do not do. And if we see a wheelchair car park, we do not park our car there if we're mobile. If we're able to get out of the car and walk, we find another parking space because you need it more so than I do because of your situation. And I'd be very rude and... Um, I wouldn't be caring about you as a person. I just say, well, to hell with him. I'm going to park there anyway, which I shouldn't do. And yes, I should be given a slap on the wrist. And do you think you've seen a societal change from, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago to now even? Um, and do you think there would be, there might be a further shift in the future with regards to kind of... Um, disability rights so to speak and kind of the way disabled people are perceived in society I think it's a great uh, idea Dan that there are people out there today who are standing up for their rights and I think the government is beginning to listen for once in their life they're beginning to see because I think recently there was a program on television where four people took off one day in wheelchairs to see what it was like to get from their destination to their place of work. And it was quite a struggle, I can tell you. And these people were, they were fully mobile, but they sat in a wheelchair for one day to see what it's like to be in the other person's shoes. And do you think their perspective from taking that challenge, do you think their perspective from a personal standpoint has, had changed? after or I definitely think there's been a great change because these people actually stepped into your shoes or my shoes for a day and to realize that we just can't open the door walk out and close the door behind us we've got to, now when I'm coming out of the, my house I've got to take this out fold it up put it outside the door and it's even worse when I've got a pile of shopping on it I have to take all my shopping off I have to fold it up lift it up hoist it up lift it down and get it inside the door now I also suffer with a gammy heart so I could easily have a, a mishap 
while I'm doing all this, where if I had my scooter, up the ramp, in the door, end story. Thank you very, very much. Thank you very much, Dan, and well done. So there we had uh, Marie Nolan from uh, Tala. And it turns out that Marie used to work for RTE at one stage. Which, and she was great. Uh, in fairness, I mean, she saw us wandering around the place with her little mics and our little Zoom recorder and headphones on. And, and she pounced on us. Just yeah, she jumped straight at us, at us yeah. which is great. It was great. And it really helped us on the day as well because we were any kind of... Uh, only learning yeah, yeah. chancing her arm really uh, didn't really know what we were up to so it was great but you know t- to be fair to what she was saying as well I mean you know how much money is going to have to be spent now um, sort of maintaining somebody's health where if they had actually spent the money on, on proper mobility yeah at an earlier stage you know I suppose it's, it's the argument for, for smoking you know, if you spend a bit of money to get somebody to stop smoking, you're going to spend less money on them when they're having a heart attack and, and dying of lung cancer and stuff like that. So Exactly, spend yeah. Spend the money early, get people mobile, give them the things they need to get out, give them a better quality of life. And and she was, she actually mentioned to us <coughs> that she had a uh, a gammy heart, as she put yeah, it. Yeah, a gammy um, heart. So, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with, with what you're saying there. So, Dan, uh, we'll have a look at the um, International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Yes, uh, that is happening on Monday the 3rd of December. So that's this this coming uh, Monday. Yeah, pretty and big, pretty important. Pretty important, exactly. Uh, this year's theme is based on empowering persons with disabilities and ensuring... Uh, inclusiveness and equality. I like that. That is so wordy, and it is so. I don't mean wordy. I don't mean wordy, and it's a wordy cause. It's just so wordy. So many fine words in there. A lot of words. Yeah, a lot of words. You know, um, and I, I think you know, I have a problem with this. Yeah, but I do. based on our our discussions, or yeah, you, I do, you and do. I'm, 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 I just, I kind of, because I've looked into this, and I, I sat down last night, um and kind of logged on and, and had a little wander around the internet trying to see what the crack was and what's going on. Uh, you know, anyway, uh, I'm not going to go any further than that with it because, you know, I probably would say the wrong thing. I think, you know, the UN is just hijacking people with disabilities for this. Hijacking? When you mention hijacking, how? I just mean they're hijacking disability. Because if you look, if you dig into the goals, yes, it's not necessarily related to disability. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It, it it's fine. It's about world poverty. It's not about. Well, that's one aspect. Well, yeah, I yeah, get, I get right. it. And there's what? There's seventeen goals on this. Yeah. And if you looked at each of the goals, they're not they're not strictly about people with disabilities. Yeah. Um. Well, there is. I I agree, partially. Yeah. With and, I, and I'm going to contradict myself. Yeah, I I agree partially with what you're saying there. Um, there is one that I'm looking at. Um, there it's oh my god, I can't read today. Reduced equality goal, reduced inequality. Sorry, yeah. uh, goal to, which would be, in my opinion, um, related to people with disabilities because the equality like. Equality for people with disabilities is 
is very important. And that kind of takes me back to this summer. Um, I had the privilege of going to Austria, Vienna and Austria for an EU um, youth. Should I, should I start yodeling now? I don't know. <laughs> my letter has I haven't actually, I haven't actually heard that before. So if you want to, go ahead. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I had the privilege of of going over there and discussing um the eleven EU youth goals that you can find on www.youthgoals.eu. Um, and so were you on a jolly? Was I on a jolly? Yeah, you know, one of these, oh, let's go to this, to go somewhere and, you know, get looked after and stuff like that. Were you, was this something serious? Now? No, this was, this was proper, proper serious right. stuff, um, which I was, actually, it was a, I, it was one of those situations that I applied and I was like, I, I want to try and experience this, but I never really expected it because there was one, there was, you know, hundreds of people applying and there's only three delegates from each EU member state to go over. So I was kind of going, if this happens, amazing. If it doesn't, absolutely fine. And it happened. Mm. So it was it was absolutely incredible, absolutely loved. But getting back to the main point, what we were discussing was um, the EU youth calls, as I mentioned, but this was the third... Um, conference of the structured dialogue cycle. I was only there as part of the Vienna delegation. Our job in Austria was to look at the 11 new goals and kind of go from both an EU perspective but then a national perspective from an Irish point of view right. of so how... Every, everyone's bringing their little piece of the pot. Yeah. How it affects everybody else. Of how we kind of implement it both on an EU level and on a, on a national level. And uh, it was it was an incredible experience. Like we had um, structured dialogue sessions with um, EU um, ministers and, and things like that. So, so you had access? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was at one point sitting at a table with the EU Commissioner on Youth, so that was very good. That was quite a special experience. Um, and I think bringing it back to to disability. I mean, you were saying earlier on that you know none of well, not a lot of the goals kind of mention disability outright, but I think. The very fact that I was not allowed or accepted, but that my application was accepted to an event like this kind of tells me that um, people in my situation discussing these issues is uh, valued and I have an opportunity to have my voice heard and, and people with with disabilities in general, their 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 input is um valid. Yeah. So to speak. And I think that that's in, incredibly important. And I think bring it back to the International Day of people with disabilities in in general, I think that's important for people to realise that they do 
even if it doesn't feel like it, sometimes you do have an input and you do have a voice and it's important that even if you can't use it in a conventional way, it it still can be of value to people. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get that. Yeah. But what's been organised? Yeah, I, I do I do get what you mean with that as yeah, well. No, we've both seen the headlines. It's been in the news. Yeah. And that's great. And I think it is fantastic that, you know, every opportunity should be um, embraced to shine a light on these on, on disability and access and and everything that goes with it. Not a lot happening. Not a lot going on. You know, maybe there is, but Or not a lot that we would know about easily. I yeah, but easily yeah. but easily is the thing then. We talk yeah. about access, we talk about you know, we talk about education, we talk about all of those things. You know, if if it's not getting out there, it's just it's just it's just not happening. Yeah, you know, it kind of needs to be, but I mean, I and I and I always said I'm going to contradict myself because I did have a little a little route through it, and in the goals I do talk about accessible cities, yeah, and yeah. all of those things, and 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 that is really really important. That comes down to transport. That comes down to, you know, here in Dublin, people have gone to Lewis, people have been gone to Dart. We discussed it last week or the week before. Yeah, you know, and we're going to have a crack at it this uh, weekend. This weekend, all going yeah. well. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have a run at it ourselves. And I'll give you a little funny one sitting at home last night in the kitchen and we're discussing it because I've got to get a pass to get out of the house at the weekend to go and do it. And uh, having dinner and uh, my daughter, uh, you know, all of 11 said, yeah, you know, can you not just drive in? And I mean, it's not that simple. You know, Dan's an independent young man. He should be able to go out his front door, get on the bus, get on the Lewis and not have to plan. I said... We have got to plan this journey. Yeah. You know, what bus you're going to get into town, where I'm going to meet you, that's fine. Anyone will have to do that. Yeah. Because, you know, just I'll see you in town. Big place. You know, we have <laughs> to plan that bit. But now yeah. we've got to plan what dart we're going to get. Yes. So we can tell Irish Rail in advance, which mm-hmm. is what they've requested. Yeah. What dart we're going to be on. Mm-hmm. So they can definitely have somebody there to meet us. So that means they're going to have to definitely have somebody there at the other end when we get there to get us off. Yeah. Plus, we're going to have to tell them at the same time, pretty much, when we're what time we're going to be coming back on what particular dart, and when we're going to be getting off. You know. So. Yeah. You know, when we talk about accessible cities, you know, and that's just a conversation that we're having around our kitchen table of how difficult. Yeah. It is. So yes, accessible cities. I understand that. Uh, I I I kind of get that as well. Yeah, no, and and that was when when we were over one of the days we kind of we had different workshops and it was kind of you you go around kind of goals that spoke to you I suppose and and discuss your opinions on them and try to formulate plans of how to how to implement them and one of the uh well. Two of the ones that kind of, that kind of stuck out to me from the EU youth goals were uh, inclusive societies for obvious reasons. Yeah. And um, I think it was a quality employment or quality education. It might have been three of them even. Uh, quality employment and quality education because I think that's when I think all of them put together. Yeah. It, and it is. It's it's a job. 
That's fine. Okay, Dan, you go over there and pack that box in the corner. Dan's got a job. Yeah. The company's got a tick in the box. We've met our quota for disabled people, uh, you know, because of the EU or whatever and stuff like that. But is, is the job worth anything? You know, and I think, uh, and I did, I picked it up somewhere and I robbed it off somebody, uh, somebody else. Like, it, 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 it's disability is not inability. Yeah. So it's the quality of that job. Is and it worthwhile? Are you fulfilled in the job? You mean you know what I mean? It's not like the, just because you you're in a wheelchair doesn't mean you can't. Exactly, exactly. And I, it just uh, occurred to me um, this afternoon actually because I was looking up kind of info on um, International Day of Disabilities, and there was a lot of quotes on disability from from different people and i'm i'm a sucker for my quotes love my quotes and one one that that just came came into my mind earlier on was um disable your disability and i don't know where it came from and i don't know why that came out but it just made hmm. sense yeah it does to me um and it, it's one of those, <laughs> I say it and then I have nothing else to follow up with. But uh, No, no, it, 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 yeah, it's fine to save yours, and, and, and it is, but it kind of, that, that'll bring another one into another one of the goals from the the the, um, the UN goals. And they talk about ICT. So, uh, information communication technology. Right. You know, where it's bringing us and why. You know, so, like, um, We'll say a blind person can pay a bill online, you know, through voice command and stuff like that. Yes. You know, all of the good things that technology should be able to bring us and is, you know, I mean, you can assist it through your phone, you can read a text or you can have the phone read the read the text on, on, on your phone out loud to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, okay, I do kind of get the goals to some degree or I know it's given out about them and I, and I did say I was going to contradict myself. Those things are important. Um, let me see. What else is coming? Um, uh, deaf people using caption caption subtitles, and this is say videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to learn a new skill, that's important. So that comes back, I suppose, to somewhere in the middle of this. There's a bit about education as well, quality education. You know, do you have to go to college? No, you don't have to go to college, but you should at least be able to sit at home, like yeah. anybody else, and do a distance learning course. If you, if your if your if your disability is restricting you from movement, you know there's no reason that you can't be able to do it online, whether it's through assistive technology and stuff like that. So I did say I was going to contradict myself, and I have. <laughs> well, I, I am. I, I, I have no problem with that. I'm quite proud to have done that. That's perfectly okay. That's all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, no, we we just thought we we'd bring it up, and uh, I think my my main message towards it is. Uh, just if you are out there and you're you're listening and you do have a disability, don't be afraid to to speak up and to be you and to um I know I said disable your disability earlier on, but I suppose embrace it as well. Yeah. Um and the greatest disservice you can do to yourself is not being you. Um, I believe so. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you there then. Uh, you know, next week I do, and it's something that that kind of passed me by this week that I do want to have a look at. Um, next week if we can. Yeah. Um, 
sports inclusion in Ireland. Yes. Uh, yeah. It came up. Um, there is a new disability uh, charter for sports inclusion in Ireland. Excellent. So we're going to have a look at that. We'll have a discussion about that next week. Looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot going on out there. Yeah. And we'll also be having a chat with um, a group from Bray, the Bray Rollers Youth Club in... I'm saying Bray three times. Yeah, that's time. okay. Yeah, but uh, no, we're looking just forward like, to that. Just outside Bray. <laughs> just outside Bray. There you go. Uh, and we're looking forward to chatting to them about what makes them tick. Absolutely. Uh, I've been Darren McNicholas, and I've been Diane Airy, And thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.